Hello, Doctor McGuire speaking. B Mac, is Don Daniel? All right, let's 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 cut the chirpy chirps. Don's already late for his afternoon nippy nap. I'm calling you, my friend, to talk about MLS's newest team, your Minnesota United FC. Wait. Don, are, are you going to let us keep the Minnesota United name? Oh, hell no, dog. Come on, Bill. We talked about this, my brother. We talked about this. and, and but, but, but Don's got you. Don's got you some sweet-ass alternatives for your franchise. Well, Don, I'm, I'm disappointed, but I guess you're looking out for a greater purpose, I suppose. And the Board of Governors did insist, so it's not like you take the blame personally. I'm I'm just so sorry that our fans have been taking this so personally. Yo, and... yo, yo, B-Mac, B-Mac, what I say about the Chitty Chats? Don's gotta go get his naps. So let's talk about this super cool, super focused, tested, super creative, super awesome names that our committees come up for you and your little team. I suppose. Go ahead, Don. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Sit back. Because Don's going to give you some great names now. And I think this one, the best, we might not even get past the first one. Because the first one's really good. Alright, here we go. Minnesota City FC. Boom! Don, you do realize that Minnesota is a state, right? Uh, Minnesota Town? That one's even worse. How about Minnesota Wednesday? Wednesday? Is Wednesday even a team name? Okay, 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 okay. You're being a little picky right now, and, um... I, I mean, I'm not taking it all personal, but uh, I, I'll keep going. And I think this next one is really good, so maybe maybe, maybe we just end this right here, right after this next one. Okay, so how about this? Rio, Minnesota. I, I'm, not, I'm not liking that one, Don. Hey, if you don't like that one, then how about Aston, Minnesota? Um, you really like it, right? I really hate it, Don. Bruce, Minnesota, Gladbach. These are just getting even worse. I How about Minnesota Saint Germain? <sighs> Jesus Christ. That that's enough, Don. I'm gonna have to hang up now. Whoa, 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 whoa. Atletico Minnesota, huh? Uh, Minnesota Albion. Minnesota FC. How about Minnesota Falcons? Falcons are cool as shit, Bill. Coming to you from the Twin Cities, this is Toughcast. And welcome to Tough Goss by two United fans. This is Notch. And this is Caleb. And this is Colin. And by us, does time slip? It's episode 66. Ah, beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And, and it's even more beautiful because we each have our own mics. I have so much space over here. It's so nice. Right, you got the whole couch to yourself. Ah, it's so nice. Like, I'm a huge Springsteen fan, but I really didn't enjoy being the little Steven to your your Bruce. <laughs> so that's why you were humping the mic on yeah. last week. Yeah. I didn't want to say anything, but now that I know, I understand. I mean, with all the audio problems that people were saying, maybe that's what it was. Maybe now... I, I didn't... I thought it was just us, you know, not knowing what the hell we were doing, but yeah. <laughs> maybe, it, maybe it was, in fact, the fact that I was humping the mic. Maybe now that we're on different mics, we won't sound so much alike. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I'll, I'll just put in, like, a staccato. Like, I'll just remove the, like, bass from uh, one of you guys. And we'll see what happens afterwards. But we've got, actually, not a lot of news this week. <laughs> I was going to say, like, we have a lot of news this week. To co- no, actually, we don't. Which is Far good. Far from it. Far from it. <laughs> right. Our epi- episode last week kind of went a little long. So, it was pretty good. Uh, but th- to, to, to start with our NASL focus, uh, we have to turn west. We go west, young men. We go west. Manifest destiny. Uh... I mean, wrong kind of Indian sitting here, but I'm still offended <laughs> that you brought it up. Okay. Wow. Uh, Way to just offend everybody listening, Colin. <laughs> so the America Delta's. first. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to have to go back and edit this, aren't I? Uh, but, okay, San Francisco Deltas. They're, uh, they're starting to, to be busy little bees and start making a lot of buzz, my friend. Yeah, so the first move that they made... Middle of last week, they announced a season ticket holder poll for their home kit for the 2017 season. I gotta be honest, I like every single one of them. I would vote for every single one of them, and I'm not a season ticket holder for a San Francisco team, so I'm I'm just not gonna bother. Don't let your dreams be dreams. Shia LaBeouf said that once, okay? (laughs) should all listen to Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Yeah, we should all listen to him. Uh, unless Do it's Charlie it. Sheen. 
do it. <laughs> by the way, uh, Inaria designed these kits, so I'm not surprised that that you like them. A lot of other people are fans. And by the way, I should also say, unlike a lot of other kit bowls, <laughs> Atlanta <laughs> Falcons, uh, they decided to um, get that out of your throat notch. Right. Sorry. Just that that happens at times. Unlike a lot of other team jersey polls, the Deltas actually picked their own designs and put it out there and weren't like, hey guys, help us pick a jersey color and like a design that you made yourself on like crayons on a cocktail napkin while <laughs> shit-faced at your bar on PBR. <laughs> uh, they gave them like good-looking designs and made them pick one. And also, by the way, speaking of picking things, apparently they've picked a head coach. We've Mark Dos Santos, formerly of Ottawa Fury. Uh, spill one out for your homies in Ottawa right now. They're so uh, sad right now. Colin Falby, Richie Ryan, Mark Dos Santos, uh, all these other guys. Wolfman. Pretty much they walk into their stadium and pour out all their beer every day. Um, but anyway, and Johnny Steele too, left this year. <sighs> yeah. Getting he back to it though. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Dos Santos... Uh, Head coach of Swope Park Rangers, formerly of the Ottawa Fury, is now rumored, but with about three different sources saying that he's going to be the next coach of, well, the first coach of the San Francisco Deltas. Yeah, it's pretty much all but confirmed. There's not an official statement by uh, Swope Park or Martha Santos yet, but it's come from multiple sources. And frankly, I'm a little sad for Martha Santos. He left the NASL for bigger and better things, only to be put at Sporting Tasty's reserve team. And... He was the best coach last year. He should be he moving was. up, but now he's kind of back where he was, even maybe a little less with a new team coming in. He's always had, I think, intentions of uh, maybe making it as a Canadian national team head coach. And I think from his standpoint, you got to ask yourself, is it better for me sticking around in SKC's system and hopefully making it as head, SKC head coach someday or maybe making it to an MLS team head coaching job after paying his dues as an assistant at SKC, which he's also in addition to being head coach of Swope Park, or is it better for me to have total control over my entire team? Because I, I, I don't know this for a fact, but I would imagine he has, even being the head coach of a USL team, he probably has less control over his own uh, players than he would at a Deltas, for example. The one thing I will say, especially for his Canadian national team hopes, USL doesn't have any rules about how many Canadians you can have. They're actually counted as domestic players. Mm-hmm. So... It might continue to help him out if he's able to have as many Canadians as he wants. That said, there's very few head coaches out there that have as proven of a track record of starting up an NASL Mm -hmm. side and having a lot of success. You know, it took him two years with Ottawa to be able to be in the soccer bowl, and you've definitely seen the drop that they've had. Mm-hmm. Some of it's the fact that they didn't want to raise their player budget, but mm-hmm. I think a lot of it is just the fact that he didn't stick around. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I think the budget is going to play a big deal there, but we'll see what kind of guys he gets. Uh, speaking of next stops for uh, people and things, uh, we should talk again very quickly about next hashtag next stop MLS. And I just want to make a quick... stop MLS. MLS. <laughs> We're still going to declare war on MLS and just... Build our own league with just Minnesota teams. That's what I'm predicting. We'll build our own Friday. league with, with blackjack and hookers. In fact, forget the blackjack. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> I, I just want to make a quick note um, about two things. Number one, people have been like joking. Like, Are you going to rename the pod now to two fans? <laughs> uh, no, I'm not. Uh, it's going to remain two United fans. However, next year, uh, my thought at the moment is, and this evolves somewhat over the years, is going to be that this remains an MLS and NASL and U.S. national teams pod. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. basically, we bring in more MLS stuff, which I'm going to depend on the two of you because I'm going to stick with the NASL. I'm going to stick with following this league. You guys can bring in some of that MLS perspective. We can all talk about USA. And that's that's what I'm thinking about next year. The second thing is I wanted to apologize for last week where I was really like thinking in my head like, yeah, you know, I'm not the most like pro MLS guy, but it's unfair to make this pod that way. And I need you guys to like talk about however what happened is i when we all start talking about it i was like oh my god look at the time we need to get a move on and so i shut you guys down and all that remained on the on the actual recording was me being like i back in my day we didn't need the mls <laughs> poppycock and fiddlesticks to your little children and and you know that's that's totally unfair so what i'm gonna do now is i'm gonna keep my mouth shut and I want you guys to be positive i want you guys to be excited and i will not say a damn thing until we're at the next topic okay Alright, so as far as the announcement goes, 
Friday the 19th is going to be the day, apparently. Um, there was actually an interview with Dr. Bill McGuire in the Pioneer Press that came out today. A lot of really interesting information. It basically seems as though there is much more excitement within the team that they are moving on to MLS. Um, I think the fan base, Reddit aside, is is fairly jazzed about the fact that they are you know stepping up into a higher league. Um, over 3,000 fans have already RSVP'd for the announcement party, which led to them moving the announcement from the Union Depot to an outdoor stadium, CHS Field, the home of the minor league St. Paul Saints. Minor league, but aren't they just great, though? I mean, Bill, when Bill Murray is your co-owner, you're going to be a great team. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but also, I'm very excited about MLS. Um, it's a chance for whatever our team name is going forward to grow their brand, both here and internationally even. Um, at teams like LA Galaxy and even... And New York City FC, and they have exposure to uh, markets in Europe and uh, Metro, and they have uh, more revenue from that. So I'm excited to see the team grow. Um, I do have a source, actually my my old roommates from college works as a higher up with uh, Go for Athletics, and is works at TCFN Stadium, and he will be there for MLS games next year because they're playing in TCFN Stadium next year. Um, Hardcore journalism. I know. I have a source. This is insane. Last year, I was just last week, I was just a newbie. Now I have a source and everything. <laughs> oh, we grow so fast. Um, Notch, you're supposed to be quiet for all of this. <laughs> you can't even laugh. But so the the announcement party is going to go from five until nine thirty. What are they going to do for four and a half hours with news that everybody already they're, knows? They're going to have Brother Ali play and also Doom Tree, man. Doom Tree, Doom Tree. Bang, bang. I'm actually a huge Doom Tree fan, so <laughs> that actually led me to RSVP for the announcement. <laughs> I was planning on just skipping it because I have other things to do, but I I can't skip a free Doom Tree show. Um, along with Brother Ali and Doomtree, Don Garber is going to be showing up. Taylor Twelman is going to be there. Notch, notch, that's enough. Down. Uh, two more people will be speaking at the next stop MLS announcement. Uh, Governor Mark Dayton and uh, St. Paul Mayor Coleman are also talking at there. Just, I wonder if they're talking just about the stadium deals or just welcoming on to our lovely state and how it's so united i can only imagine that the stadium deal is going to happen particularly because there was a notable absence in the uh previous mls to minnesota announcement minneapolis mayor betsy hodges so you can only assume that there's going to be some sort of announcement that yes the stadium deal is going to go forward all right, with that, we got we got to keep moving because uh, we are gonna otherwise run short of time. Uh, and moving and because in- until then, nobody cares about MLS. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, the 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 only other piece of NASL news that we could really dig up was the the player of the week who was uh, we hated on him, <laughs> Alassane Keita, <laughs> infamous face kicker. Uh, yeah, he scored two goals. Somewhere between kicking people's faces, he connected to the ball uh, midweek. And uh, and he had to get injured afterwards and get subbed off. So, bummer for Al-Hassan Keita. In his... I, you're being so genuine. That you... tear that's coming down your face right now for him. <laughs> you know, oh. if you played the full 90, you'd probably have a red card again. Yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> he was just being saved from just, himself. Yeah. Uh, let, let's move on to the weekend's matches and starting with it, the game where Keita did score his first two goals. We've got uh, Ottawa versus Jacksonville, which um, I I was the only one who got this right and I have no idea why. Uh, <laughs> the prediction, you guys went with Ottawa, I went with Jacksonville. Jacksonville was 2-1 in front of, um, it says 5,786 people, but that was a very, very wet stadium, guys. I don't think there were that many people there. It's it's actually a very good thing that TV Place has a turf field because there's no way that you could have had a game on that waterlogged of a pitch if it was actual grass sucking up all that water. Yeah. That first half, I, I have no idea how they played it. 
Yeah, I mean, I was expecting there to be basically like a ship coming through halfway through. Half the pitch opens up to like let it go. The, I mean, it was it was the wet. actual Jacksonville Armada just sails through the fields <laughs> <laughs> and just storms the gates. <laughs> That's the only way I could see them win. Which is, by the way, this is their first road win in club history. So who's Mark Lowry? He's the guy who gave them their first win, right? He is our lord and savior, turning water into <laughs> wine and turning Jacksonville into a team that can win on the road. <laughs> uh, good job. Well, he he and Kata sure showed us, man. And by the way, the, that first Kata goal, which was 1-1, made the game 1-1, was literally a ball where he was in the box and, and feigned a move and then kicked a slow, low ball, which goes past Romar Pazer, who seriously, by the way, he looks like a shell of himself. Like, I'm even done with, like, his sitting and smoking and parish jokes. Like, there is... I don't get what happened to him. Well, on the shot, uh, Tata slipped and fell and looked like uh, Pazer was like, oh, Simon says, I'll fall too in the same way. <laughs> and completely missed the ball. The ball just trickled in. It was so... Yeah. Like, it was almost a fluke. Like, I don't think Tata meant that. Yeah, totally. Uh, it's uh, they have to get another keeper at some point. At some point, they're gonna have to start putting. Uh, I think it's Marcel Debellis is their backup. They've got to let him on. This is uh, I at think least like, give him one game so we can see if he's better than Pazer. But right, they have another one away game this week, and then three home games. During those three home games, just send them out for one. Maybe it's the weakest well, side. We've and, seen him come out occasionally, and he's. All right. Yeah. You just need you just need him to have like a bit of consistent, um, you know, like a few back to back games because that's where Pizarro is struggling. Like Pizarro, you could say has like one good game and then has like crappers uh, in a row, which is which is not good. No. Uh, let's let's keep moving on to New York Cosmos versus Tampa Bay Rowdies, but there was a fight that you saw, Caleb. Uh, and for the listeners, air quote fight. It was a classic soccer fight, and a classic soccer fight is when people gather in the middle and pretend to that they're gonna punch each other in the face but just end up like shoving their chests together and like rubbing it almost sensually <laughs> to be fair Adam Moffat did throw an elbow and you don't want to throw an elbow against Adam Moffat no no, no, no you really have, you, don't. have you seen his face I, I, I think so. I'm try, having trouble picturing all, it. All I know is that he's bald. I do look at pictures has a beard. of Cosmos players every night trying to memorize all of them. Just so that, you know... Yeah, trying them. to memorize them. <laughs> yeah, g- good thing this is all audio and people can't see your hand gestures. <laughs> <laughs> but the best part of the fight was the referee being just the classic countdown mom. Like, if you guys don't stop, I'll give you a yellow card. Oh, okay, yellow card, guys. Now stop now. And they're just <laughs> keep going at it, not, just ignoring the ref. I will turn this car around. No. 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 But he no. did send two people off. Uh, Dar- Darnell King and... Adam Moffat, they're the ones who, who started the fight. Like yes. King was chasing Moffat, and I, one of them twacked the, the other. And uh, by the way, predictions-wise, uh, you guys, uh, no, Caleb and I were Tampa Bay, and Colin was the only one who got it right with three-two for the Cosmos. It it took me so so much to sell my soul and say the Cosmos are going <laughs> to win this game, but yeah, sure enough, they did. Um, it, Tampa Bay at least came out early in the first half really solid on the attacking foot and a a goal for Joe Cole. Yeah, he continues making an impact. Yeah. And by the way, PC. Yeah, Hell oh, 9000. Great game. Yeah, very solid first 15 minutes. Started with the assist to Joe Cole and then he scored a goal on his own. Yeah, from opened pretty, up his account for Tampa Bay. Both came from pretty much exactly the same place, left left of the goalpost. One was a cross, the other one was a knock-in. Um someone, you know, Went and like uh, put some more RAM into the machine, man. He's 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 doing well. He's doing well, and I, I still I think one of the best players in the league. Maybe next year he'll somehow make his way to the Minnesota MLS team to be named later. <laughs> Minnesota Strike Three United. <laughs> two two penalties in this game, though. By the way, uh, the first one is because basically the ball fell. It, it came from the sky and like fell on two Rowdy's defenders who collided with each other and happened to like fall on one of their arms. And by the way, commiserations and condolences to Bill Edwards' family. I can only assume that he had an aneurysm burst when that got called for a penalty. <laughs> and I, I would guess he's probably in the hospital right now. He just pat like collapsed on his keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> he, just, he just collapsed on his keyboard. 
Yeah. To have his note already written. <laughs> but the handball letter. was really suspect. Uh, the guy whose hand it hit was doing like a swim move around the cosmos, trying to head it away, and his arm was up, and the ball landed right there. Yeah. Um, it, what, I would have called it as a penalty. Okay. And I would feel bad about calling it as a penalty, but I would call it simply because I think his arm was still actually okay. moving towards the ball. Okay. So all I'm going to say is, uh, you know, one thing we can predict week to week is that there are going to be questionable calls in uh, NASL refing. And trust me, we will get to more. Uh-huh. The other thing that was entirely predictable was the fact that the AOL stream went down during the game. Uh, <laughs> right? I mean, their servers was... couldn't handle it. All the 10 people that were on there were like, oh no, our servers were crashing. It's too They're many. Like, we were built for dial-up. What the hell is this? <laughs> Meg Ryan never had these problems. That was 1998 <laughs> AOL. That was 1998. How many times did you watch that movie between last podcast and this podcast? <laughs> Just be happy I still showed up for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. By the way, Carolina Railhawks face Puerto Rico FC and tied the game 2-2. Which, by the way, you called it, Colin. You said it was going to be a draw. I, I really did not have that many good feelings about this game in any way, shape, or form. It was actually a better game than I thought it was going to be. But as as even as it was, I almost felt like Puerto Rico were going to be the better side. Tampa, or Carolina might have been just a touch better but mm-hmm. it still ended up the same way that i thought it would hector ramos scored again yes he's he making did. a big habit of doing that hector yeah. ramos he scores when he wants to <laughs> get out <laughs> go back to the local and brits uh but we also had uh cristiano diaz formerly of minnesota united uh it's 100th game in an asl and yeah kudos to him falling out last year with uh with manny and finding a club he could latch on to be and captain and getting his hundredth uh, cap in the NSL is good for him. Um, totally, yeah, absolutely. Omar Bravo, by the way, he did pretty well for himself, right? Yes, he did. And we were talking about PC and Joe Cole together. Bravo and Chipolani, I think, are going to be another one of those really good, just solid attacking pairings that you could see making a number of goals together. There was one that very, I think it was a save, but mm-hmm. you know the the first goal for Carolina, it, it was just a you know very solid move together. Yeah, Shipolani sends it in from outside the box to to Bravo, who by the way that was just I mean that was a FIFA move, man. <laughs> yeah, his first touch for a stat on whenever NASL enters into the FIFA realm, it's. That'd be oh, if I, 99, first touch round, Omar Bravo. That was insane. Yeah, he pops the ball up and just like twacks it straight like hard into the goal, man. It was beautiful. Like, go go watch his goal there. It's 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 really uh, quite a nice little piece of flair. Uh, by the way, uh, also Matt Vondi scored another goal. Apparently, Carolina found whatever he was missing in Jacksonville. He definitely celebrated this one, for sure. <laughs> and I'm okay with it. <laughs> with how much... With how good Matt Fondi has been for Carolina, isn't that more of a sign, even if the Jacksonville result didn't happen this weekend, that Tony Miola did need to get fired? Because oh, yeah. Yeah. how did Matt Fondi not succeed at the Armada? Yeah, I mean, I think I think with Fondi, there were like two pieces of uh, assumption. One is that he's gone back to where he used to be for the fire, or B, there's some sort of coaching issue. And I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of the year, we do conclude, like you're just saying, that it is, it was... You know, that Carolina, he just works a little bit better there, you know, uh, with, with a slightly better um, better person who's a little bit more experienced uh, telling him what to do. Which, by the way, speaking of people who are really experienced in telling him what to do, um, one, one of them in Indy got his sweatpants stolen. David Meves, or Meves. <laughs> Meves. Meves. David, was, what's his name? Right. He, he apparently stole John Bush's sweatpants, man. He's wearing them in this game. I mean, I was I was actually going to steal them from John Bush because I'm going to be seeing Wilco this weekend, and <laughs> I, I'm really looking forward to it. But now that I don't have the sweatpants to wear, like, do I need to go with cargo shorts or something? Yeah, I yeah. I, I think I think I think you can just wear his hat. Go steal his hat, okay? And that that'll be good enough. Perfect. Yeah, there you go. Uh, you got Indy Eleven. Well, actually, the one piece of news very quickly: DJ Mason, formerly of the Carolina Academy team, is off to Levante. He was on an amateur contract with the Railhawks. I believe he was signed in uh, March uh, to to an amateur contract. Yep, and he actually ended up um, committing to uh, 
the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's he's moving on to a professional deal. Signed with the youth team, but you know, it's that's the sort of move that at least gets your name out there. We'll see kind of what happens mm-hmm. from him. And Levante is a first division La Liga Spain side, so even if you're on the youth team there, that's a great a huge move up from uh NASL in the U- in the USA. To, it's yeah. it's certainly a step Spain, up from the, the same sort of Europe. level with Rio Vallecano. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. On that note, let's uh, speaking of convenient... Rio, right? Speaking of Rio, let's take a break. All right, guys. Let's end things forever. Uh, no, we're gonna take a quick break and come back with the rest of the week's games. Back to Tough Goss with two United fans. This is Notch. And this is Colin. And this is Caleb. So the next game that we got to discuss is Indy 11 versus OKC, uh, which ended 2 1 to Indy, which all of us predicted correct. Surprise, surprise. Not only that, I think all of us predicted the way that it was going to finish up with a goal in at least the 80th minute. Yep. Uh, true, true Indy fashion. They indeed it up. Which, by the way, this is a team that's going that's gonna to do it, I think, guys. I think I think they're gonna make it to the end, like in the first or second spot. I remember last season when Ottawa was on its run. I was waiting for them to just kind of fall apart, and they didn't. Yeah, Indy is feeling a lot like that right now, mm-hmm. so I wouldn't be surprised if they keep it up. Yeah, let's let's check back in with this issue at the end of the season because you know, right now we're like, well, Indy's gonna make it next. Don't want to jinx them too hard. Right, yeah. right, exactly. I mean, we do as United fans, but... Right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's going to be like, well, they started this losing streak and it occurred right after that win against OKC. I <laughs> wonder what changed. Um, but anyway, Daniel Fernandez, goalkeeper for OKC, not so great in this game, Kong. Yeah, can you give assists to an opposing goalkeeper? Well, Sammy Najok will stand up and say, no, guys, no, no, that's not allowed. <laughs> Sammy will score goals rather than assist on them. That's the <laughs> difference. But uh, yeah, so both of the goals that Indy scored were off of at least some sort of drop by Fernandez. Uh-huh. The first one, fairly understandable, just wasn't able to hold on, parries the shot, and it landed right at the feet of Dylan Maris. Doing his best, Iman Zayed impression. It, definitely so. Um, the second goal, very near and dear to my heart, Colin uh-huh. Falvey, 84th minute. Fernandez went up to just catch a corner, and he dropped it and stared down at the ball like, why are you not in my hands right now? <laughs> Rather than actually trying to save just a center back. In his hot head, it was slow motion and uh, sound of silence by... <laughs> Sound graphic was playing. And then it went Hello, in. darkness, my old friend. Ooh, you guys have a harmony. Maybe I should stop having like the recorded music and just have you guys that's, sing. That's the extent of our talent singing. Well, at least my talent singing. Well, it, speaking of my talent singing, OKC, though, they did score off of Hold Me Close Now, Footy Dance. So. Off his foot, too, by the way. Off Footy's yes. foot. How, how did this uh. happen? It, it it was you know it, it's basically like they were listening to this podcast they're like look guys this is a great joke we got to give it some legs literally and, <laughs> and they oh, did man. it worked um, I get jokes by the way I, I just gotta say the, the game also had the weirdest handball I've ever seen where this guy like the ball goes off his knee like he's kneeing it up and it it hits his like outstretched hand on the side he meant to clear it. And completely whiffed, but hit his knee, so it was all right until it hit his elbow. Yeah. And honestly, my initial response to that was not a handball, but they did call a handball, and it Here, was clearly in the box. It, it was very clearly in the box, except for it wasn't called in the box for a penalty. It was actually called as a free kick inches outside of the box, despite the fact that he was about three yards in. Now, now help me out, guys. You guys probably know soccer rules a little bit better than I do, maybe. Um, you can have free kicks in the box, right? I've seen them happen, and I'm forgetting um, why. Indirect free kick, usually um, if there's an intentional back pass by a defender and okay. the goalkeeper picks it up, um, basically it's really um, 
just from the foot of the defender. Okay. If they head it back or chest it back, it's usually okay for the goalkeeper to pitch it up. But if they pass it back and the goalkeeper pitch it up, that's an intentional, uh, intentional, uh, indirect free kick yeah. from outside the six yard box, I believe. Okay. Yeah, because I've I've seen I've seen free kicks in the in in there. But anyway, anyway. Uh, by the way, Indy's color commentator. I've said this on the podcast before. God, so annoying. <sighs> yeah. He's just a fan they found, I'm pretty sure. Like, hey, yeah. you want to be in the bots for it? Here, we'll hook you up and everything. Just and, and he doesn't even have self-control. No. Yeah. He's just like, come on. Come on. like Get in. Great just, ball. Great ball. Yeah, the guy's like, other guy's talking and he's Finish just like reactive. <laughs> Shao Kahn's on the He's worse the than uh, Hawk, the White Sox color commentator. Yeah, yeah. No, nothing's worse than Hawk. Apparently Fair I'm enough. Missing out. <laughs> well, not listening he's to this Hawk almost guy. as bad as Hawk. Here's a crazy stat for you. The um, the shots. Indy had twenty four shots in this game. <laughs> Rio OKC had. They had one of those numbers. It, it was two. They had two <laughs> shots the entire game. Oh god! And they scored off one of them. That's yeah, lucky. that's a, that's yeah, a little indeed. bit impressive. Yeah. Well, when they get back on the bus ride home, at least they can celebrate some of that. Um, yeah, for like fourteen hours. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, by the way, Miami versus Fort Lauderdale strikers also happened. The the uh, L uh, or the FL Classico, the Flu Classico, Flu Classic, Flu Classico, Flu Classico. Which, by the way, attendance was seven thousand one hundred fifty-two. Not bad. no, it wasn't. Well, <laughs> the ticket stands. That's were what 7, it would have been if 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 it hadn't been rain delayed for four hours. <laughs> it's still impressive that they can lie about that number. Okay, I'm just and saying. to be fair. I, I do credit the people that actually stuck around for four hours. Like, yeah, yeah. if I was in Miami for an extra four hours, I, I would just leave. And... I think take my puppet and walk away. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Wait, by you... the way, what the hell was this? I, I can't figure out a single word to say about that puppet video. Oh, yeah, so, 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 so for listeners, there was this video <sighs> called How to Support Your Favorite Team. And it's by some, like, YouTube channel where there's this puppet that's, like, really vulgar. And really offensive to every Latino person, I'm assuming, in the world. Just like, we don't sound like that. Come on. It's so overly stereotypical. It's he, just was, he was wearing, like, a, a gold chain and a jersey that said Cuba on it. All I'm going to say is if there was an Indian version of this puppet, he'd be like snorting lines of curry and like <laughs> and like working in a 7-Eleven, okay? Like it was that amount of offense. the Simpsons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this video was like it started out at like zero and immediately went to like 150 on the offensive <laughs> scale. It's the fastest I've ever seen it. Like, oh, this is interesting they have a puppet. Oh no, this is this is no, just turn it really off. Please offensive. turn it off. Yeah. It was Florida man except for in puppet form. Exactly. I made it one. The first time I watched it, I made it about seven seconds in before I had to turn it off. What about you, Kong? I actually made it about two minutes in. Oh, God. Brave soul. Yeah, I know. Brave I, soul. I am very significantly jaded, and that's the only way I could do it. Yeah, it was the third time the puppet made a an offensive joke about Miami and Florida. So I'm, I'm, it's, I'm tapping out. This is, I'm over. <laughs> I'm done with this. I've had enough of this. <laughs> we need to get that puppet with the indie color commentator guy into the same like video, and then it'll be I just see the, the like fun that occurs. Basically, <laughs> have them commentate yeah, the, the Miami indie game together. Just oh, keep no. him away from the Puerto Rican. <laughs> oh God, this that was terrible terrible speaking terrible. of the Miami or Miami Fort Lauderdale game um it finished uh an 0-2 victory for Fort Lauderdale on the kind of sort of road <laughs> none <laughs> of us saw this coming by the way on the very short road we did we all predicted a Miami win because you know they thumped us and last time around and well apparently they, they used up all of their goals on us which thanks a lot Miami to want right. to spread those around a little bit uh, the the first goal. Speaking of goals, by the way, first goal. it was like straight out of FIFA, is what you said, Caleb, yes, earlier. Uh, for the listeners, I play a lot of FIFA. That's what I usually did on Mondays and Fridays. Instead of like watch NASL games, I would just play tons of FIFA. And this goal by Paulo Junior in eighty fourth eighty fourth minute would just be the goal that I would definitely concede in the ninetieth minute after leading for the whole entire game with like seventy shots on goal, but one goal scored. And I just like <laughs> want to throw the controller, but know that it costs too much. I like, set it down and like just 
it, vent it was to so, myself. It was so easily preventable, too, because Wilson Palacios was just trying to see the ball out, sort of boxed out Paulo Jr., and then just let him dink a terrible... It, it didn't even seem like a shot. It seemed like he was just trying to move the ball forward, right. and it just fell into the back of the net. I like how NSL Dave and assist to this, too. The assist should go not to Arduez, but to Palacios for right. this. Exactly. Exactly. The, the, by the way, the second goal also had something crazy, which, number one, it's Amaury's first uh, Italian dude, Amaury's uh, first goal in NASL. But it was also the result of a phenomenal run by Jose Angulo, which, when you look at Jose Angulo, he's not the guy that you'd bet on making a really fast run, beating three defenders, three he, he quarters looks of the like way how, it looks like how Ronaldo does now. Right. After his, he retired. Ronaldo the owner, not Cristiano or Ronaldinho. Ronaldo the owner of... You know, Fro- it would make Ronaldo. a lot of sense if that was actually Ronaldo. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. But uh, he, he made the run and he sent the ball into Amaury and uh, Amaury just like from short range just knocked it in. It worked. He was standing on the penalty spot. He was like, oh, uh, this is a penalty kick except for it's moving. Yeah, you can't, you can't really screw that one up uh, at all. Um, by the way, let's let's keep moving along since we are running out of time, and I do want to get to our predictions before we uh, finish this up. Uh, let's end with a heavy sigh. <sighs> FC Edmonton versus Minnesota United, which ended 1-0 to FC Edmonton. Which I called, I guess. What the hell's your problem, man? Yeah. I'm sorry that I'm good at picking games. Yeah, you better... Well, is it because you picked them or is it because you're good at picking games? Are you sure that you're not the center of the universe? Ooh, deep question. I did tweet earlier that you should have felt as though I'm a very important person regardless and that it made me feel very much like Zlatan. So, indeed, (laughs) maybe I am the center of the universe. Maybe you are. Well, something that isn't the center of the universe is... uh, Clark Stadium, where FC Edmonton play, because only 2,200 people showed up to this game. Um, the goal was came in right after the second or the second half started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, second uh, half started, and by the way, the first half it, it was a fairly dour but even sort of half. Not too much happened. Some decent moves for Minnesota United, but as soon as the second half started, FC Edmonton it was within their their first minute that they were able to get the one goal that they needed. And we didn't do anything in response, really. Absolutely nothing. No. Um, there were questions of offsides from everyone in the box, except for Pitch Colan, who was keeping Tommy Amiobi onside, so it just kind of sheepishly like, turned around and ran back. Mm-hmm. So I think he raised his hand as a, no, seriously, that that was me. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Womp, womp. My bad, my bad. Womp, womp, yes. indeed. I think that's that's like the new uh, Minnesota United sound cue. It's like Minnesota United, womp, womp, and then you go. By the way, one other, one other thing that happened while we were watching the highlights of this. Because by the way, I took a nice long nap while this game was happening. That was uh, a smart move. Uh, First, you're what? Or you're watching the game while eating tacos, and uh-huh. now you're taking a nap. <laughs> You are doing everything that every single Minnesota United fan ought to be doing right now. I, during tomorrow's game, I'm probably going to be in a private jet just like slinging back champagne. Because that's the only way I could top like tacos on a nap, okay? Uh, is all I'm going to say. But um, Flying high like a G6. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, remember that song? Yeah. That's a good song. Good song. Uh, by the way, uh, Ish Jom kept reminding me of Omar Daly in that he kept making runs down the wing that were just like phenomenally fast, like great ball control, and then he knocks the ball somewhere over the goal, out, you know, beyond anybody. It's as if we don't have somebody that can play out on the left, and instead we have Ish Jom. Is there anyone else that that plays primarily in a left wing spot? No, no, Pino's injured. Pino's injured. We don't have anyone else. Oh, okay. <laughs> I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. Um, yeah, uh, Lance Lang, former uh, former FC Edmonton player, former best player for FC Edmonton. Let's former be honest. Uh, yeah. team of the year. Didn't even make the trip up. Um, didn't see anything about injury. Just didn't. Wasn't included in yeah. the team. Did did he lose his passport? 
Ooh, that would be embarrassing. That, that would be embarrassing. That, that yeah. is the only explanation, right? I think we. I'm not going to belabor this point again because I think we talked about it last week very briefly. But something's wrong when a guy who Edmonton can get three amazing years out of him, he's suddenly like Minnesota's incapable of even getting enough to put him on the bench. Like something's gone mm-hmm. really wrong here. And uh, I'm hoping that the story comes out after the season is done. Like someone gets to him and is able to get the get the the full story. I still have a small sliver of hope that he'll make it out in the field and seriously impress. One of the biggest preseason headlines was how much chemistry he and Justin Davis had. Yeah. And Justin Davis hasn't been playing that well as he had last year. And to have someone who he has quote-unquote chemistry with would be great and would just make our left side that much stronger. Well, I mean, you remember how his time at Minnesota started. It was on the bench. Like, you bring in the best player in the NASL and you start his <laughs> the first game... You start him on the bench, which there was some yes. talk of a thing about him. Uh, what was it? Not being ready or something like that. Yeah, there remember. was there was some talk about him not being fit at the start of the season. That he maybe kind of you know sloughed it off at the start of preseason. But I have never coached a team, by the way. I have never done anything of the sort. So I might be completely wrong. But if I'm trying to take a guy who's been told by everybody around him that you're amazing, you're great, and I'm trying to like show him that he doesn't need to be starting, I at least give him one chance to go out and show what he's got. And if he flops it, that's when I bench him. But to say I'm going to bench you without even letting him get out there tells him, um, I don't trust you. And I don't know how that started um, if that's what happened, I really don't have any insider info on this, but I really want it. I want to know what's going on on both sides, like how this this came to be. So uh, hopefully someone out there, Steve Sandor maybe in Canada, uh, knows when, when Lance Lang leaves, he can give him a call and get the side of the story. Maybe someone over here talks to Carl or Manny yeah. and asks uh, what happened on our end, and we can piece together some of this mystery. Because as of right now, he's definitely leaving at the end of the season. There's no way he's staying yeah. for another year. Uh, by the way, Matt Van Oakle, um screwed up in this game, which shocker, right? Like, who expected that to happen? <laughs> what? Right? Matt Van Oakle has a howler? <laughs> exactly. He he went to like, collect a ball that rolled outside the box. He'd keep it on his feet. Justin Davis took it off him. Ball makes its way to JC Banks right behind the two of them. Uh, who knocks it over to someone else in the box, just gets knocked around, nothing comes of the fact that the goalie's off Knocks it over Christian Ramirez, right. knocks it eventually to Ben Spies. There's zero excuse as to how that didn't end up in the goal. Right, goalkeeper's like way far from the goal. J- JC should have just shot it on that, or tried it on goal. Because there weren't, there, one or two defenders were running towards the goal line, mm-hmm. but he should have just fired it first, not first time, but like, as soon as he got it, and, and I, could have. I know that Banks was a sub in this game, but that touch in and of itself, I think, is a very, very clear indictment for him to not be starting any games for the rest of the season. And it's it's unfortunate. He's he's had some good moments, but with him just not being as good as Ben Spees, and yeah, 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 yeah that and, I'll give you. I don't know if he shouldn't start another game, right. but Ben Spies is definitely the number one in that hole behind Christian Ramirez. I, I used to not be JC's biggest fan, and this year I've kind of come around to liking him. I like the sort of work that he puts in, mm-hmm. in the same sort of way that I like the work that Danny Cruz puts in. Sure. Mm-hmm. That doesn't necessarily mean that the work is that fantastic. Got it. Fair enough, man. Well, uh, with that, we really do need to keep moving on to predictions just because uh, otherwise we're going to get bogged down a little too much. The first game we got to predict is, oh, hey, look at that. Minnesota versus Tampa Bay Rowdies. I'm going to break my tradition and actually predict this game and say the Rowdies are going to win. Sorry. Uh, I just, I don't see us snapping this run of form against a team that is stacked and, and doing well. Doing well, but maybe deep, a little bit demoralized from the game. New York Cosmos. We played really well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the first half. I think United puts it together and puts it together an entire, an entire ninety minutes and sees the Tampa Bay Rowdies away. I'm I'm going to very tentatively agree with you, Caleb. I think that there's going to be something that will get the offense going. Um, there's some rumors that maybe Kevin Venegas might come back in the very short term here. If he's 
even vaguely available, that's going to be a huge boost to them. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go out on a very hopeful limb and say that United win. Uh, I, I and to be fair, Tampa is still in ninth place in the fall, so you could 100. I, I could totally see that happening. Jacksonville, Fort Lauderdale, what's coming up? Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale. There's no way that Kata stays on for the whole 90 minutes. Either it's injured or he's going to get a red card. I mean, here he came out. Threat. He came off of the knock. Fort Lauderdale, I think, uh-huh. actually did look fairly decent against a pretty poor Miami side. I could see them, you know, snatching a away win. Sure. I'm going with Jacksonville because of new coach effect, but I don't really have a lot of logic, and you guys probably convinced me to change my mind later, but I'm, I'm going to stick with it. Uh, <laughs> one thing that I am going to actually change my mind on is Minnesota United's performance from midweek to the weekend, and I'm going to predict that they do beat Jacksonville uh, over the weekend. You guys with me on that one? Yes, absolutely. Brilliant. Kind of. I, <laughs> kind of? I, I would... S- I would say it's going to be a draw, but I'm going to lean towards Minnesota United. Beat the Rowdies and draw Jacksonville. Road. Okay. Road yeah, game. One, okay. Of, one of the weird stats is just how terrible every single team has been on the road this year. Yeah. yeah. I, I could see this being one of those road ties where United probably should win. Sure. And Jacksonville last year, at least, not so much this year as much, but last year was this kind of a steel trap at home, uh, which is... We'll see if that they can create that again. But uh, moving along, Fort Lauderdale versus Ottawa. Where are you guys at? Fort Lauderdale. Same. We just keep disagreeing. Oh, my God. I'm in Ottawa. Ah, oh, jeez. Just don't think Ottawa can do it away from home. Huh? The cricket ground is too much. Yeah. yeah it. I'm going to be very intrigued to see how the cricket ground actually helps them out. It's going to be their first game there. So, yeah, who knows? Maybe it's going to be the boost that Fort Lauderdale really need. Maybe AOL will broadcast it again. We actually get to see some cricket instead because they made a mistake. I wouldn't mind. I've watched cricket <laughs> in a long time. I actually like watching cricket. I, I, pre- I prefer T20, but... Well, everybody really does. This is all yeah. way over my head. <laughs> well, we need to take Caleb to uh, a cricket... Well, we can't take you to a match. You'll have to like sit and watch Go T20 and get a match. Yeah. Do you like the Indian <laughs> Premier League? Um, or do you it's... watch other T20? I actually like the um, some of the West Indies T20s. Oh, but, do you? Okay. Yeah. My my Mumbai T20 team is actually really good in, in T20. And by the way, I should say, Mumbai's um, Indian Super League, which is now soccer, uh, it's kind of like their version of like a... It, it's not their the, the normal I-League. It's like a special league that kind of... It's really strange India's football system. But um, they, it, they have uh, the Mumbai team signed Diego Forlan. Which is pretty in- interesting. The Uruguayan like former superstar is now going to be playing in Mumbai. Uh, unfortunately, I'm I'm going to be there about two months before the league starts playing, so I don't get to watch live. But uh, yay, go for my city! Uh, <laughs> and this has been India Cast, <laughs> right? Exactly. Uh, okay, next match is Railhawks versus Indy. Indy, Indy. They'll score one in the 90th minute to yeah. steal it from Carolina. <laughs> Alright, I think, I think I mean, part of me says this might be a draw, but this might be where finally Indy fails, but we'll see, we'll see. Uh, Puerto Rico versus New York Cosmos. Puerto Rico is a weird place to play at, so I'm going to say Puerto Rico. I have, I have the Cosmos. I, okay. I picked against them last week. I, I got burned. I can't do it again this week. Yeah, I'm going to go to Puerto Rico as well, uh, because of the, the home field advantage. What about, by the way, um, Tampa Bay versus FC Edmonton? FC Edmonton coming off a win, haven't played midweek. Rowdy's coming off what might be a tough game against Minnesota. I still have Tampa Bay for that one. I think uh-huh. that the home field advantage is going to help. And it's it's a bear to travel from Edmonton to anywhere. Yeah. So yeah. especially when it's midweek, I, I could see that being an issue for them. Um, I think Edmonton's going to win. Um they're so good defensively. Uh, just it's just a question of if they'll score. Mm-hmm. But when they do, um, they it's they're just hard hard to break down. Matt Benoit was having a great year, um, yeah. but now that I've said that, he'll probably have a huge holler that will lead to a goal <laughs> this time. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm 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 predicting FC Edmonton too. Uh, Miami versus OKC. Miami. It's it's in OKC by the way. I read, I read the names backwards, but. Still Miami. <laughs> I'm with Miami, too. I am as well. It's going to be a weird game. I think, is it their first game since everything fell apart with Ryo? 
Ryan, no, that was I think uh, this past uh, that, weekend against Indy. It'd be the first home game. The whole first home game, yeah. Things fell apart. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that might be one where the home field advantage doesn't work. Maybe they'll forget to put the soccer turf on and they'll have to play on the football lines. <laughs> Which, by the way, no. I just want to tell you uh, that next field turf, the turf on top of turf, there's nobody to actually take it out anymore. For some reason, like either the people who were in charge of putting it on or something, they left or they quit. Something happened where now that turf, th- nobody knows how to take it off. The word that I've gotten <laughs> is that it's... It's actually sold out strategies that had the people that were doing that. So, who knows? Yeah. Who knows what happens? Um, by the way, I came up with our great uh, Ryo OKC um, busing uh, all across the U.S. movie name. What's that? Ryo Trip. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there we go. Yes, uh, I would exactly. love to see that. Starring Tom Green. Uh, anyway. Ooh, not, On no, that not, note. not so much. No, no, watch that. Exactly. Maybe the title, not the starring. <laughs> Uh, Alright, we've really had fun tonight We will see you again Oh, by the way, quick programming note I should mention The next four weeks, this podcast The day that it's released on Will change quite a bit Because it's kind of contingent on some really weirdo schedules While I'm out of town on a work trip So if you don't see the podcast on Tuesday nights um, As normal Don't be alarmed Just keep checking your feeds every day And we'll get it out to you once a week It's just going to require a little bit of a finessing okay i'm sure one of us will tweet about it exactly <laughs> on that note as you just said uh we are this has been tough cast by the united fans i am notch and you can find me on twitter at lockstock spock what about you caleb you can find me at k olson 716 colin you can find me at the attachment the 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 wonderful perfect most understandable name here uh, Twitter name here. Uh, you can find the T United Fans uh, podcast at TW United Fans. That's typically where I tweet. You can also find this on Google Play Music, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Um, like I said, you know, don't don't use carrier pigeons anymore. They seem to hit my windows and die. Uh, otherwise, so you know, I can if you come outside and honk your horn a couple of times, I'll throw a USB stick outside at you. But uh, do it at four a.m. He really likes that. All right. Good night, everybody.